Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim. What's up, gentlemen? Yo, yo. hi <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, you know, not too much. Just another... That's another week. Here we are. Another week. Yep. Here we are. I'm very <laughs> excited. Um, oh, well, that's good. Today is going to be kind of like Nova Open Part 2 slash Invader List Waffling. Um, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about our own personal experiences at Nova last week. Just, uh, you know, Jay and I and John, um, like about how our games went. It was kind of like a bat rap episode. Uh, with a little bit of high level level stuff sprinkled in, but we're going to talk more this week on just kind of uh, the tournament as a whole and maybe some takes from what that tells us about what's going on in Legion right now and what we can potentially expect for the next big thing, which, as it happens, uh, is Invader, um, which we're all waffling on lists for right now. So it'll lead into that. Um, Before we get to any of that, uh, you got any housekeeping for us, Jay? Yeah, of course. Uh, Let's see. Number one out of the gate, as always, uh, join us on Patreon. Boom, 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 boom. If you guys can see us on video, it says it right above my head. Uh, And so, yeah, what what do you get for joining on Patreon, right? Like you at the $25 level, uh, we're going to send out next month. So October, we're going to send out... uh, patreon exclusive order tokens so you'll get our really the uh things that kill everybody the you know those cards the print and play cards and the gar battle forces thank you yeah sorry i'm all over the place today uh battle forces um and gar saxon cards and some other cool tchotchkes uh we've got more coming up uh in october along with those order tokens and then really at any dollar level if you you get in at the one dollar level you get cool uh patreon exclusive content so uh we've been doing an after dark podcast which is basically like last week john and i after this the scoundrels episode we went to after dark and we just went in depth about our games you know, mistakes that we made, different plays that we could have done, why we chose a certain way of playing our lists. Um, And so you get some in-depth analysis of games. Starting on uh, this month, we reached our Patreon goal of monthly Q&As, which are live. So you can come hop on a Zoom call with us and ask us questions about anything. Um, so that's going to be starting the 21st this month. And then also we reached another Patreon goal, which is monthly uh, tactics by uh, the rotation here on the scoundrels. So we're going to have monthly five to 10 minute ta- tactics that, you know, we'll each record probably using TTS or something um, to give you more insight on how to play Legion. So that that's coming up uh, on the Patreon as well. So sign up dollar would it really help us out you know that pays for all the writers podcasters you guys know the whole drill go check out our website all our tools you know we got a lot of great stuff out there um also on housekeeping evan and i have started banking some of the recordings for the fifth tile podcast which is our our new podcast and content about um 
other games. And so that's going to be coming out here, hopefully, maybe by the end of September, maybe beginning of October, depending on how some of the stuff lines up. But we've already got a couple interviews in the bank. We've we've been getting in product. We're doing some unboxings. So we got a lot of cool stuff planned for that and some battle reports as well. Uh, I think that's it for 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 housekeeping for today. Awesome. Um, is there any news today? Yeah, so I think a couple of the items mostly are just events, upcoming events. So we have uh, PAX Unplugged, which is coming up December 2nd through the 4th. That's in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, there's some flight vouchers. I've been told flight vouchers uh, on the line because uh, it's something about you can't directly buy people flights or some, some weird thing. But anyways, okay. so you'll you'll get for there's the top four and then two additional people will get a voucher for a flight to go to Adepticon. Uh, there will be a last chance qualifier at Adepticon. Um, and so if you don't have your world's invite ticket, you could get your flight. Uh, you can get your flight voucher uh at PAX and that'll get you to Adepticon. So that's one little money thing you don't have to to spend if you if you get randomly selected or or make top four. There's gonna be like a hundred, I think 128 they've opened it up to if you if we can make if people can make it. I think it's gonna be a huge event. I'm gonna be there. Um you know uh, Nick Brobnar from Legion 99 is going to be kind of running this thing and he he's a great TO and he's got tons of great terrain so you know that's all going to be legit so so that's super exciting uh the other event coming up also on the east coast which is kind of cool the next weekend I believe it's the 10th December 10th is the uh Everwinter convention which is going to be in Boston uh it's run by some uh warhammer fellas and they're doing a great job getting that all set and they recently got into legion and they wanted to do a legion event so there's going to be a legion event in boston uh december 10th i believe and uh so check that out uh, it's called Everwinter convention and so you know tons of legion events coming up i know that there's like a couple on the west coast that are going to be in october november yep. so calipin yep um is there one on a ship so that's the thing right yeah something like that it's yeah another one i i don't think it's on the ship anymore it's somewhere else. Oh, okay but but yeah out in out in uh the bay area yep so so that'll be good and and then of course you know we've got lvo and oh gosh we all got all kinds oh. of stuff you know it's gonna be crazy crazy next it's couple of be months. wild yep so yeah awesome um also there was a uh a bit of, of terrain from that French Asmodee website. Um, oh, X, yeah, yeah, the yeah. X-wing thing. Did you guys see this? The X-wing thing. Yep. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, um, yeah. All we have are pictures of it, so I don't really know what yeah. else to call it. Other than the well, and it was in French. What do you got, right. Tim? Well, I mean, uh, I, 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 our, I mean, our French correspondent. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't speak basically any french um oh, no I, I mean i believe it i believe it's translated to like it's it's a crashed x-wing and yeah. you can also like see it's a crashed x-wing yeah um there's sort of one well i mean sort of the unknowns about it are like what kind of expansion are it like is it going to be like the like certain special scenarios or like actual game scenarios um there's also like a rebel pilot like mini in there so you can actually see in the picture, it's like four pieces of terrain uh, and then like a little mini. And like 
So it could easily be sort of like the droid expansion pack where it's like, okay, here's a train piece and like an actual unit. Yeah. Or this could be a like mini that's only for specific scenarios. Um, it could be like an objective piece or something. Yeah. So, and we don't really, and we don't know anything about the, like the pilot mini. Now there is a like picture of a like pilot, uh, like a female pilot on the side of the box that might be the person, but I don't know anything about who that is portraying or anything. So, yeah, uh, I could tell you, uh, you know, they have that was from the French site. We we obviously sell Legion, and I haven't seen anything on as far as like our retail stuff. Uh, so I do not have any more information on that. And it's funny when you when you wrote that note in our Discord channel, Tim. I was like. I thought like X-Wing was introducing terrain. Like I had forgotten <laughs> that that was even a thing and I'm going, yeah, what? <laughs> so, all right. So I'm glad on the same page because I was like, what, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Obviously we'll have more on that when we know anything about it other than what it looks like. Um, it's but interesting. Yeah, it, it seems conceptually very similar to like the the bunker or the ATST or the crash to I think pod. I think based on the fact that there's a mini all right, all right pure speculation I'm going to call this speculation corner um based on the fact that there's a mini in it I wonder if it's going to be closer to the crashed escape pod where it had actual playable characters in it you know it, it could be something as simple as a luke you know alternate luke uh commander luke maybe it, you know i don't know or an, i don't know yeah i secretly i hope we not because that looks like a like a pretty chunky piece of train which is great for if you yeah. want to buy it but if you if suddenly this is a you like have to buy it yeah you have to buy it yeah. and it's a like that big a train it might be a pretty hefty price box yeah yeah, the previous terrain sets have been kind of pricey. Yeah, um, I guess with the amount that that look, it kind of looks like it's probably like a hundred dollar or more box. Yeah, because like the yeah. escape pod was like fifty, and it was the escape pod and two minis, and this is like, yeah, it's gonna be bigger. So we'll see. Anyway. Yeah, the the bunker <laughs> and the ATST were what seventy, eighty, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, we're just speculating at this point. Yeah, so it it looks cool. We can say yeah. that. I mean, it 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 does look like very well done. Yeah. Um, so, it's definitely will make for a great area terrain piece that we can confidently say. Mm. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's talk Nova, high level Nova stuff. All um, right. Do you want to do MOV first? <laughs> okay. Um, let's not do MOV first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first thing I want to do is just, um, we didn't really comment too much on the terrain last week. Mm. Um, and terrain, frankly, is kind of one of those things like like a soccer goalie, you know, where like if the soccer goalie is doing their, doing their job and everything is going awesome, it's just kind of like, you know, it's like business as usual, right? Um, you really, for the most part, I feel like, and and uh, terrain makers get the little short end of the stick here sometimes, but I feel like usually like when terrain is like a big discussion topic, it's because of there was some kind of bad thing that happened with terrain. Yeah. Um, and the previous Nova Opens, 
were an example of this, where there was some kind of debacle. The last one, which was back in 2019, um, the community actually like uh, volunteered to provide terrain and Nova Open basically said like, nah, we got it. And then Nova Open staff, so like not anybody involved with Legion or anything, actually like made the terrain and they made what was basically 40K terrain. <laughs> um, which as you can imagine is not great for legion um there was some situations where like there was very little terrain on the table except for like a giant uh like printer sized line of sight blocker in the middle of the table and there was like nothing else or there was just like stuff and weird it, it, it was not good um but uh you know this year at nova open the terrain was made primarily by uh, john brader and then also by nick bodnar um you know who's run aco uh, the last few years and was also doing packs so some great like legion community terrain guys there were yep. um, some other local ones in there as well but um and it was like it was really good so <laughs> you know it's like uh yeah much better than basically just put those previous terrain debacles of past years um yeah well like, it, in the review it just I, felt it felt like you know and and john had like a little spiel ahead of time saying hey, each table's different. I had these like scenarios in my head of how they were going to play. We, we tried to make them as balanced as possible, but because it's different terrain, like they're different puzzles you're going to have to solve from a, from a playing standpoint. And at first, I was a little concerned by that comment. I was like, uh -oh. and then we got, but then when you look at the tables, you're like, oh no, this is fine. Like he, yep. did, a, he did a great job. Um, and all the train was beautiful, beautiful stuff. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. Great job. Great job. I haven't been able to focus since you said soccer goalie. Do you mean a football keeper? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he meant. I was going to say that, but is, is it really just the United States that calls it soccer? I thought yeah. at least like North, uh, North America, uh, you know, can it's also called soccer in Canada, but okay. It's, it's, it's fun to make fun of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, even, they, even though they, you also call it soccer well they do but they they also use like they also mix imperial with metric it's a whole okay. thing like, oh dude, it, it's yeah. a mess <laughs> yeah we're it's, yeah. it's it's a mess because we have one foot in not north america and one foot in north america yeah slash united states proper but isn't isn't your other foot in I mean, you're a Commonwealth, right? So the other foot you're yeah. speaking of is uh, the United Kingdom, right? Uh, I don't think they like that. Uh... I'm just saying. For, for this, I mean, you, 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 we could go on. We could this whole other podcast to try to explain, explain I'm, this. I'm just saying, if the, if that's the case, then then like both feet are in countries that use uh, the English system. Anyway, um... <laughs> no, the United Kingdom doesn't is not doesn't is metric now oh they're not okay you're right yeah. yeah i'm sorry but that's where it came from originally yeah well i mean it was the imperial system is uh like sort of europe europe common units okay so the the specific ones that uh united states uses are generally from britain that's what but i mean yeah. yeah but like france also had inches and feet but they were different sizes Okay. <laughs> Which... <laughs> so this reminds me of the first time, real 
segue real quick but like the first time i ever went to canada this was the conversation with my friends and then it ended on loonies and toonies which i was super excited about that was oh. my favorite Lo- loonies and toonies are fun it's also fun <laughs> yeah. like once a year when you hear a story of an american drives across the border and then like reads the speed sign that says yep. 100 yeah and then goes 100 miles 100. an hour yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's a fun game too yeah yeah well and like doing the calculations of like hey, this city's, you know, X, and you're like, okay, and then you're like looking at your speedometer going, oh, okay, that's how many kilometers, and you're like trying to figure out temperature too is weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we'll get there. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> it's no wonder why 2K was such a problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. That's oh, an no, old Nova train. Open. I'm sorry. We're yeah, terrain. Old train. <laughs> yeah, terrain. Good. Talking about uh, Y2K, son. So foot, foot, football, <laughs> football keeper. Uh, good. Yeah. Um, hockey goalie. Is that closer to home? There Tim? you go. Hockey goalie. Yes, but not with an A. <laughs> hockey, not hacky. <laughs> Is it? Did I? You, you, it's it's a very like Midwest, not like sort of like okay. Northern I'm originally, state. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Chicago, so you know. I have fr- I I I have friends from Chicago, and it's it's yeah. a very I can hear it. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, occasionally, I have people ask me if I grew up in Chicago, and I'm like, I don't feel like I have that much of a Chicago accent, but apparently, I do. So every every time you say Chicago, it comes back more and more. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, You're fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't care. I think it's a cool accent. Uh, as long as I'm not like those guys on the fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> the cops on the fugitive. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about MOV. You, so Nova, Nova Open used MOV. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I sure did. Do you, do you have any? I have some thoughts on this. I understand that you have some thoughts on this, Jay. Yeah. You wanna? Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you open? Sure. Uh, listen, I get it. I I get why conceptually it was brought up and why it was thought to be better than SOS. Like originally, like I get it. I get like the intention, right, of it. Um, and I blame John mostly for this, but like Bush, you know. Bushman yeah yeah uh and so i get the intention but the problem is where sos you have the feels bad on the like tie breaking system right which doesn't make any sense that you're beholden on you know your opponents to do well in order for you to do well well the problem with mov is when you put something in somebody's hands where their success signifies where they're going to be in the tournament well it's no longer going to be like, all right, we're up by 12. Uh, we're going to call the game, you know, like they do in little league baseball. <laughs> like if you're up by 12, it's the mercy rules, right? You go, all right, well, they can't come back. It's the, it's the t- bottom of the eighth. There's, you know, there's no way they're going to, there's just no way it's 12 to nothing. Uh, there's no mercy ruling in it. So basically, you know, I, my first match, I think I brought this up last episode or maybe it was on our after dark but my first match like my opponent wanted to concede because the game was over uh and i was like well if you don't mind i'm gonna keep going because uh i need those points 
And he was like, he was gracious enough to say, yes, that's fine. No problem. I get it. You know, he already lost. So it was like, and, and so, uh, so we continued so that I could get more points, uh, which I don't know. It felt real bad. And like, part of me wondered because he was a fan of the podcast. Did he let me do that just because he was a fan? And did I do something bad because I asked and kind of pushed for us to, to continue, you know? And so I think it felt bad for me. It probably felt bad for him. Um, and so I just really don't like that dynamic. Um, you know, somebody should be able to quit when they want to quit without any repercussions uh, for the other person, you know? It's, yeah. But SOS is the same way, right? It's the other way. If if you beat someone and they're like, all right, I'm done with this tournament and they leave, well, they just tanked your SOS because they're taking losses the rest of the the tournament, right? No, I don't think that's how it works anymore. Oh, okay. I, oh, anymore. I guess that's how it used to work. But like, but or if they mentally quit. I no, guess. I think I think if they're <laughs> like if they already have a loss, if they're like 0 and 1 or something. Oh, okay. Then that could yeah, but um you know and that we've talked a lot about um sos versus mov on the show in the past mm -hmm. um and i i think we focused mostly on like the merits of which system actually results in getting an effective tie break in like you know who quote unquote deserved the placement more um but like you said i think the thing that you know experiencing this at nova showed me firsthand uh that we haven't really talked too much about before that i think is like even more so than if you want to set aside the you know somewhat debatable merit-based argument of placement um like it just the biggest thing for me and the biggest problem with mov i think is just like it makes concessions just really awkward yeah um because I had I had a game like that too, where it was like you know it was clear that, um, you know the, the the game the game state was like was final basically as far as victory points were concerned. Yeah. Um. And like there was there was nothing you know that was going to change that except for me tabling him, <laughs> and like he was super, you know, and same as in your situation, he was super understanding about it. He was like, yep. I get it, man. This is a, you know, you're trying to avoid a. The fourth game like it's the yeah. tie break we use uh you know let's let's go i'm you know i'm gonna try and prevent you from tabling me yeah um and uh he was great about it but like like it's it's just it's still such an awkward social dynamic and um you know there were just a huge percentage of like tablings that you just normally don't see at tournaments yeah um on both days, but especially, uh, I wasn't there for the tournament on day two, but I heard about just like the huge percentage of tablings that happened on day two. And I, I think it's a combination of some of like how some of the battle forces work like blizzard force. Um, mm -hmm. but I think it's also just that, you know, usually like when, when you're getting your ass kicked, um, <laughs> usually you stop so yep. at some point before you're like, you know, completely out of models. Um, and MOV just removes that from a thing that you that you have like the option to do. Because um, if you get tabled, it's 100% MOV for your opponent, which is like, I mean, 
that is an extremely significant uh, difference between, you know, I would consider like a lopsided victory point um, victory, you know, in a game amongst players of relatively equal skill to be like two to one. Mm-hmm. right like you think about like kp a lot of other objectives like if you can manage mm-hmm. to get like two-thirds of the victory points that's a really strong result um but if you can table somebody that's 100 percent. you know like that's that's like almost 40 percent more <laughs> than getting two-thirds of the victory points um so that creates like huge swings too in mov and it creates a huge incentive to just try and like really crush your opponent which i don't i'm not a fan of that personally. yeah uh, here's the other thing that bothered me. Maybe this is just me. One of my opponents who I beat got a higher ranking than I did. And I only lost to the fifth. So, so it was, it was Rob. So we had the same two and one, right? He only lost one. His only loss was to me. My only loss was to Bushman. And I think he got Bushman was fifth at the end of the day with a three and O record. And I think Rob ended up at like seventh or eighth. And I ended up at like 17th. And it was just like, that's like, what? I'm sorry. What just happened? Do you know what I mean? Like that, that didn't make any sense to me yeah. either. Like, I didn't like that. You yeah, know, so there's actually, there's actually a third tiebreak option. Uh, which I think we've alluded to in the past, but have not talked about in detail. Um, that 40K apparently now uses in some capacity, and that's order of loss, which basically means that like the first tiebreak, and that I think they use multiple. They use tiebreaks like in a, you know, yeah, in a in a descending order. The um, <laughs> the the 40K turn it like the ITC has a like it's like ten. It's just like a yeah, huge. It's yeah, probably overkill <laughs> for Legion. But yeah. the first, the first one, as I understand it, is order of loss, which means that the, the longer you go into the tournament before you lose a game, that's your first tiebreak. So, yeah. like in your in your case, I think you would have just automatically been sixth because right. you were, um, well, I guess you would have been shuffled in with the other people that were, you know, were three and zero going or two and zero going into the last round, and then they would have done, you know, whatever the second tiebreak is. Um, but. That makes like a lot of sense to me because it's essentially treating it, you know, in practice, most Legion tournaments are essentially like elimination tournaments, right? Like yeah. gener- generally speaking, as soon as you lose a game, you know, y- you can still clearly play more games and have fun. But like once you lose a game, generally you're not going to be able to win the entire tournament. Yep. Um, there are exceptions to that. Clearly, like some of the three day tournament formats, yeah, where you yeah. could like lose, lose a game on day one, like Adepticon and LVO did. But um, so that makes sense to me as like a first tiebreak. That also would have resulted. Um, I know like that. So day two was just straight three game Swiss, which I think is great because it gives people the opportunity to play more games if they want. Um, but it also resulted in like a weird final ranking on TTO because the the last four players that had not lost yet, the four two and O players going into round three, um, which you would generally refer to as like the top four, uh, included Keegan Evans from Legion ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and he ended up like sixth or seventh or something like that on TTO, um, because it was ultimately, you know, he went two and one on that day and it was ultimately based on MOV. Um, yeah. So, um, it's weird. Or maybe he might've even, he might've even lost his third game. I don't know. Anyway, like that would conventionally be referred to as like the top four in an elimination style 
you know, and then he ended up as like number six and people were yeah. like, I just don't think we're there yet. Yeah. Like I, I think that there needs to be some hybrid model, right. That maybe, okay. MOV to get you to a point and then you get into more of a, like a, like a, uh, uh, last time I brought this up, I got a lot, but you get into more of a March Madness bracket, you know, where it's okay. You were second or third or fourth because you were in the top four, right? Like that's just that's just how it worked, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I mean, it's like I I also like the order of loss thing for as sort of a other thing too, because like so for my LVO when I was at LVO, like I was in a top twelve game, right? I was in the last game of day two so i was one of 12 people who could have made it into day three and i lost that oh, whoops um but it put me down into like 17th or 18th or whatever which is fine like it didn't hurt hurt me too much but it's like i it's do at that point you say oh i made top 12 or was i 18th or whatever right because right. both are kind of true and generally the like oh i was 17th or 18th is like the true one because that's like how swiss works but also if you go by order of loss, then you can sort of, you end up have with these groups of like, this is these players made it this far. So order of loss, a little bit combined sort of single Elims with Swiss. Yeah. It's, it's weird, right? Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Part of me is more on the side of SOS now after experiencing MOV like <laughs> I think theoretically I was like oh no MOV sounds good like yeah it should be in my hands but it was like I never really I think how this was maybe one of your arguments uh, early on was like okay I played a lot of tough players so getting the MOV points was not very easy and so you know but someone else could have played a bunch of you know, I'm not going to say bad, but newer players, you know, who are like, oh, I don't what's happening. And then you just like table them. And, you know, we're like me playing John. That's not someone I'm going to table. Right. Like and so yeah. the MOV is going to come down to probably even and then we're going to go to like a type, you know, or, or something like that. And so it just felt real bad um especially when they would did the rankings and and like my, one of my opponents who i beat was ranked higher than me and i'm just going in what world does that work like what are you talking about you know like that doesn't make any sense and i don't know so i think the sos has got to be a better we've got to come up with a better way because i don't think either of them are great and it just i guess the problem is we don't have enough matches right to really it's this will always come down to a bad choice between bad options when the best yeah. option is just play enough games that there's yeah. one, right? Like, which is not possible due to logistics, time, and money. Right. But always the best option is just play enough games to, like, find a winner and yeah. sort it out. But I mean, I wonder, why couldn't we do, like, a single elimination? Why couldn't you do that? Because basically you're out anyways. So, like... Just keep going, right? <laughs> just single. Just keep eliminating people. Well, so. I, I mean, I think I think the answer is usually that's kind of what happens. Um, yeah. The 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 thing that necessitated using a tiebreak, you know, all tournaments have tiebreaks. It's yeah. just usually they're used to just kind of shuffle people around like within mm -hmm. equal records. Um, 
but at least based on how Novos sorted out, it was originally like a 64 person tournament where you have 32 people on every, mm-hmm. each day. And then if that happens, you have exactly four people at the end of each day that are undefeated. Yep. So the tie breaks are totally irrelevant. Right. Um, but as soon as you add like a one more person over 32, then you get yeah. a chance that you get five undefeated. Right. And, you know, there was a lot of demand to um, expand the tournament size. So they did, yep. they did, they did up to 80. Um, so there were more than 32 players on each day, which created the possibility for five, three and O's at the end of the day, yeah. um, which, you know, I, you happened. could either, both it did times. happen both days. Yeah. Um, which is so, wild. Yeah. So you could either, uh, necessitate that all five of those players play again, including potentially like some random sixth person in a pair down situation. Um, or you could introduce there's really three options. The second option is you just go straight to tie breaks and somebody that's undefeated gets cut, which is really bad. That's clearly like the worst of all those options. Um, the third option, which is what they ended up going with, which is uh, like fourth and fifth, whoever's ranked fourth and fifth have to do like a play-in game, basically. Um, but in order to get a fourth and fifth, you have to tie break them somehow, right? Yeah. Um, and ultimately, like it worked out because neither of those games ended up getting played because in both cases one of those two players had an invite yeah or like right. or like couldn't go in the case of the the day two situation couldn't go to worlds um so they just kind of talked it out and you know worked out like who was who was going to move on um and so like it ended up working out uh but um i think most of the time the answer is yeah tie breaks are kind of not relevant to the final result simply because yeah. if you actually do play enough rounds um, but in this situation, clearly they were relevant sometimes in a lot of local tournaments, you know, they can be because you, you just can't play enough rounds. Um, I've kind of come around to the fact that like, if it's debatable and I think that it is, um, actually I think it's SOS, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh you, you could, you could say that it's like debatable, which of those two tie breaks actually results in a more accurate merit-based ranking. Um, if that's debatable, the concession impact is enough to like tip the scale towards SOS for me. Yeah. Uh, because that's like a player experience thing. And it, like, if, if you can't agree on which of those two systems actually results in a better ranking anyway, then you might as well take the one that's easier. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also doesn't result in more negative play experiences where people are having to play out losing games where they're getting wrecked. Um, so that's yeah. that's how I see it. Like it's yeah, it's just unfortunate because I mean, you know, it, it got created because of all of us going, listen, SOS isn't working. This is really bad. And then they're like, all right, here, here's something. And then you're like, no, this is worse. I don't know why you why would you do this? Like, yeah. but they but it was it, you know, the intention was there to make it more within your control but in reality the way this game plays it it isn't always within your control because just how the how the game works right and there and i think maybe if there was a bigger victory point swing you know maybe some of the objectives like it'd be more in your control like if you could if there's more points to be had i think maybe you know no you don't think so well i don't think so because you look at objectives like intercepts and if you look at if you look at those intercept games between equally skilled players, they tend to be very close. Um, 
like a, a big swing on intercept is like two or three points, but also there's been like 10 points scored. So that's really only yeah. 10, 10 to 20 percent. Like yeah. it's all it's also that Legion hat because of our objective system. I mean, one Legion has a lot of ties on victory points, which is sort of put that aside for a second. But mm-hmm. also like in every round, there's eight possible different objectives you can play. Right. Like for a Warhammer tournament or a, right, like specifically Warhammer. Because I know it. Um, every every game is the same objective for every round, so MOV can make more sense because everyone has the same opportunity to score points. Whereas in Legion, I mean, if you're a person who ends up playing six rounds, or I mean, if it's a three day tur- or three game tournament, like three rounds of intercept, well, then your like maximum possible MOV, if sort of unless there's a huge tail or whatever, is probably like sixty or seventy percent. Whereas if there's someone who plays uh, three rounds of, I don't know, hostage or another thing that can often sort of go like 1-0 or whatever, then you can like easily get, or not easily, but more easily get to like 80 to 100% MOV. So just by the swing of those objectives, you're influencing where that MOV can go just based on that. And that also can influence like how people play turn zero. If it's an MOV tournament, you're going to be wanting to try to play objectives that are more easily able to get higher MOV, which yeah. when your when your tournament structure is affecting how you're playing the game, it's not a pure tournament in my head, at least. Yeah, I agree. I, and I hate that about, we've talked about this countless times, but that's <laughs> besides the concession issue. That's the one thing I hate about MOV the most is that it, like it affects how you, play the game <laughs> yeah in in ways that often are completely arbitrary yeah um and like i'd rather just play the game on the table in front of me and try and win that game without having to worry about you know. oh agreed yeah well and it's uh, yeah and yeah. and the 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 varied objective system with the vetoes and all the different objectives and you know the turn zero and like how you include objectives like those are all things that are amazing about legion and i would never want anyone to like mess with that system kind of in service of a tie break which is usually yeah. meaningless anyway um so yeah i don't know mm. yeah it's it's just super interesting and it's like i think it, i think it becomes even more frustrating and and you guys can comment on this too and we i think i'm circling around the same thing but but just like thinking this out loud like it becomes even more frustrating because you you're like in like for for example in my games my first game i clearly won and i was like okay pedal to the metal i'm gonna get as many points as i can right then my next two games i couldn't even like think about trying to get more points i was just trying to survive and like you know what i mean and that's just like it just feels bad because in the back of your head you're going like john and i were talking about it literally while we're playing our game going so how many? Oh God, we're gonna be like fourth or fifth. We're gonna we're gonna have to be, be in the play-in round, no matter which one of us wins. And it was just like, oh for God's sake! Like you know, like it was just you know, like so you're already and you're like trying to, while you're playing John or or you know, Kyle, you were playing Mike, right? Uh, and yep. like dude, when you're playing like these top tier players and you're trying to go, oh my God, I don't even, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the tie break still. Like I can't even get, you know what I mean? It's like, I won, I, I did my job. Uh, but you know, just cause of the player matchups or whatever it was, you know, it's, uh, 
yeah, it's just, it gets frustrating. I, I've definitely felt that, I think, during the game with John, because we were actually, you know, we're, we're friends. We're, we're, we're always talking. So, like, we were talking during the game about everything while we were playing and just trying to, like, uh, and it just was like, oh, for God's sakes, like, this is, no matter yeah. what I did here, uh, you know, it didn't matter. And I just had two, like, knock, out, knock down, drag out games. And, you know, like John said, none of his games were easy. He had all hard games. And so yeah. it's like he knew, yeah, my MOV is trash. So this is going to be bad, you know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not smart enough an answer i just i just know that it's not uh neither of the systems are ideal you know and we need we gotta get like richard garfield or somebody some like <laughs> come figure this out for us I, I mean it's not that hard you just play you have if you have, you have 2dx number of players and then you play that many rounds whatever x is yeah it's just that's not always it's not always practical yeah, to right. do that. that's, clearly, that's, clearly that's what you should be doing yeah. time time logistics and money both in that you're probably yeah. never going to actually have all your brackets filled because people won't show just for whatever yeah. like various yeah. reasons that's the other and, problem right and also you often can't play enough rounds because time and money time. yep <laughs> yep it is it is what it is unfortunately so then maybe the solution kyle's gonna hate this maybe the solution is to shorten this game so that no. <laughs> yeah no. that's the solution we need a shorter game so that you know what the best way is to shorten the game what's that chess clocks <laughs> uh, agreed people will play in the time that is given to them um well, i have i don't think that's a problem i just think that i think okay all right put that aside for one second i'm not i'm not saying players i'm, I'm just saying I've, I've played a full six turn game in 90 minutes I played a full six turn game in like an hour fifteen. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent doable. Okay, well then, that's the time we give people. Then from now on, Great. we don't. Awesome. Yeah. Speed Legion. Yeah. No more. No more three hours per round. It's ninety minutes. I don't. I know that's. What... I know that's a whole different can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, could you do Legion... it without clocks? Could you say it's ninety minutes? No. 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 Mm -mm. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't finish right mm. yeah okay um, yeah that's a whole another can of worms but yep. I, I will say that and they found this in 40k too because people were like 40k is taking too long we need to change the rules of the game and then they introduced chess clocks and then suddenly like 40k wasn't taking too long mm. and they basically found that like people fill the time that they're given that's it you know they, they fill all of the time that they're given usually sure um so it's, sure, 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 sure. it's a very well known thing and specifically traffic engineering because i know something about that where if you build more roads people will use it if you give people more time they'll use it yep um yeah that's a whole other thing but i i also i also don't think that we need to make legion like three rounds a day is fine um like even if the games are faster i don't know that i want to play four games of legion in a day what if it was skirmish? Uh, a skir skirmish? Four rounds of skirmish in a day is fine. It is, but like skirmish is also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not. It's not. It's fun. Well, it's designed to be fun. It's not designed to be competitive as it stands today, right? It's, it, it's designed it, to be quick. Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> I, I would I would say that there are a lot of people, myself included, that do not find skirmish fun because it okay. is not strategic in the same way that the six full six turn eight hundred point game is. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not just saying that because it's long. It's also distances and positioning and objectives and everything else. But it is definitely different. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, don't like screaming. Cry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about I got a couple other level. Not what he got. I well, oh, it, I like this one. Can I can I pick it? Please go ahead. CIS bad question mark? <laughs> uh yeah i love that one let's talk about that one i i have some viewpoints so just for clarification because there was they were notably absent from the top eight article yep. um, because technically there was no droid player on day two now that yep. said um the previous situation we talked about where there was you know five undefeated players uh on saturday one of those five undefeated players was a droid player um, and similar to John's situation, um, he either couldn't make it to Worlds or already had an invite and basically told the other guy, like, it's fine. You know, you yeah. go ahead and play. Um, so there was, in fact, you know, if you want to look at this as like a uh, which players were undefeated in the heats, there was, in fact, a single droid player that was undefeated in the heats. Um, so just from a results perspective, we should front that. Um, but yeah, technically no no droid players on on the cut day on okay. Sunday. Um, I, I, I'd like to say that I I think I did call this, right? This was the take maybe like a month yep. ago where I said no droid players top eight at Nova. I think so. And I think I said Gen Con would be too soon. But it turns out there were also no droid players top eight at Gen Con. <laughs> I, yeah, here's my view on it. I don't think they're bad. I just don't think people are playing or or either capable as far as like have the ability to play them right and then two actually have the miniatures to play them because i think uh tim and i talked about this on an after dark or uh, something or on a scoundrel i don't remember tim i know i, you know. I, I think it was off air or off air <laughs> god knows so many conversations but you know, Tim and I were talking about a separatist invasion list that was nasty as, as all get out. And I mean, I almost brought it, but I, I just was like, uh, this is a lot. I'm not really comfortable with this. And and I went with the Cassian list. But I mean, I think I think a separatist invasion, whether it's eight B1s and an AAT or two AATs or like, I think there's definitely some stuff there that I just don't know anyone has brought to a large tournament for us to talk about. Are all of these, do all of these lists have AATs in them? I think so. If Invasion Force has to have at least one AAT. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, yes. Even for regular, I think they all have an AAT in them. Right. So I think, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I guess my question in there is, um, and this is kind of similar to the Republic conversation that we've been having recently with Anakin, but like, you know, should droid players have to play an AAT if they want a shot at winning a tournament? Should yeah. they? No, but are they probably have to right now? Probably. Yeah. I, it's happened to every... Uh, listen, droids had their day in the sun. It's they over did. now. Yep. Uh, and, and 
I, or is it like, I don't know that it is. I think just no one's made the adjustments necessary. They have access to all the good to, to good units that we, we have asked access to. They have bounty hunters, they have pikes, they, you know, they can, they can do stuff. I just think building those lists is, takes a little bit more thought. And as I think things are just moving so fast that people haven't had a time to like build something to like take to a tournament. Yeah. So I, I will say there was actually a tournament two weeks ago. I'm I'm gonna I just edited this article. I feel like I should know when this was. There was the <laughs> MKGT um that our own mm -hmm. AJST ran. And uh that was actually won by a droid player that did not have an AAT. Um Tom Sefton. Uh and it was Dooku Cadbane with Magnus. So yes. interesting. <laughs> well Dude, I Dooku plus Magnus in general just makes me go, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, so <laughs> yeah. good, I think. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think my first opponent at Nova had had uh, Grievous and two Magnus, and I was like, uh-oh. Like, there was a moment of, like, rut-row shaggy, you know, that I think there's something still there. It's just working it out and i i don't you know listen they have access to pikes i was i think b2s are still super good and so like i think there's a lot of stuff uh that could be played and i just think coming up with the right formula because ci you know cis is so order dependent and how orders get put out and stuff the anything that disrupts that kind of like can mess with your brain so it's like but that's the problem, I guess, you know. Well, and it's also the reality that there are more than a few like SC buses with a comms jammer on it that is yeah, that's eating a problem. into right. Like I think part of the general problem with CIS right now is they're like pretty solidly doing like two ones of tournaments, but then they like run into the brick wall of a list they don't like. Yep. Um, and I think finding that all around CIS list is the next the next challenge for CIS. Yeah, I think that's kind of the rub, right? Is that they're they're vulnerable to hard counters. Like most of the time it's gonna be fine. Um, but there are a handful of lists that if popular lists that if they run into them at a tournament, they're just gonna be like at a significant disadvantage. Yeah. Um and sort of going with that, uh one interesting observation about this droid list that I just mentioned from MKGT is all of the B1s in this list uh are are there's a couple like worker droids and stuff, but they don't have any heavy weapons. They're all naked B1s. Um, and I think that's, I think that's smart. I, I, the big thing that we've seen, I think with droids and that we predicted when Pikes came out um, was that matchups against dodge spam. So not just Pikes, but uh, you know, rebel dodge spam too. Yeah. Um, B1s are completely useless. Like they have they have white saves, so they fold to those big range three dice pools that the rebel DLTs and the pikes are thrown. Um, but they also have uh, dice weapons that uh, depend on critical in relatively small quantities to push damage through. And you know, like the droid sniper with its critical one is great against random units that don't have situational awareness and dodges, but it's like completely worthless from yeah. a damage perspective against situational awareness dodge spam. Um, so I think there, I think the droid players will adapt. I think that there are still droid lists that can go X and O at a tournament. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I think for the most part, you're going to see less B1 heavies and you're going to see more AATs. Whether that's at the same time or separately, I don't know. Yeah. But um, it from someone that has uh, that did try and build a droid list as an option for Nova and briefly considered them for Invader, um, I find those two things to be pretty restrictive. Um, you know, I, I don't want to play Separatist Invasion Force. <laughs> I'm sure it would be fun. It just doesn't interest me. Yeah. It so, is fun. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like, I think there's answers. It's just, is it the question that people just like, I, same thing, right? Like, I had an Invasion Force list built. I had two actually built one with two AATs and the one with the eight B1s that the Tim and I built. And I was like, yeah, I could bring either of these, but I really don't want to like, you know what I mean? And I don't know, is that what's happening with everyone where they're going, sure, I could bring this. I, I really don't want to bring eight units of B1s. Like setting that up sounds like a nightmare. Like that was my whole like deployment is going to be a headache. And I really, I just want to go have fun. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it could be, I yeah. mean, and there's a lot of good lists right now that are like also fun. Um, yep. So um, it could be a good list that's just kind of boring to play. Some, I mean, some people like that stuff. I don't know. Maybe Tim, you're one of those people. But I mean, I played Saber Tank to no end. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a very it, different animal though, than like a double AAT list. I mean, Other yes than the and no. Of a heavy. Yeah. I mean, those sort of those big pie plate uh, heavy repulsors they kind of all fit into one big basket. The, uh, the, I mean, for me, the Invasion Force, one of the nice things about it is the like standby on a AAT because that fits right into my bucket of my experience with Saber Tank. Yeah. Because a, like, a lot of people are like, meh about that, but that is very juicy for my... Uh... <laughs> so it's an unstrippable standby on your most important unit. Like, yep. <laughs> I get that it's only range two, but... <laughs> still <laughs> yeah i mean but it's also a giant base and you don't actually yeah. have like people forget you don't have to shoot the thing that straight yeah. like triggers it you just have to force an enemy unit at all to jump into it and then you snipe the thing in the back right <laughs> and i've seen people be like essentially forget that because uh both the saber and the aats you do have a donut right where they essentially can't do any meaningful damage um I know they've got their whatever those things are called the the little guns uh but um i've seen people like jump into that range one or like jump into the rear arc and be like yeah i'll trigger the standby no problem and then the aat player is like yeah i'm gonna shoot this other unit over here yep. <laughs> and they're like uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yep that has happened more than a few times that, i mean yep. but that's i think that's just a a lesson on standbys yeah. right like yeah. like i had somebody recently i don't remember i've been playing a lot of legion so one of my games they're like all right i'm gonna go ahead and trigger the standby and i just moved my unit into base with theirs so i was like okay there you go like, i thought you were gonna shoot me i'm like oh nope i'm gonna stop you from getting that though <laughs> like, yeah i mean that's, that's the other thing you could do with the big pie plates is go trigger standby i guess i can see a shot and then you go okay i'm gonna move this here and then i can't move to the objective right <laughs> yeah yeah the, the standby move that's that's potentially big class um yeah so tldr i think i wouldn't say that 
separatists are bad as a faction. I think their list building is just probably more restrictive than it has been in a while. It's gone from completely open to not completely open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go X and O at a long tournament. Yeah. If you're just showing up to a local or something, it probably is like not a big deal one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think, I still think there's play for those ion spiders, especially with all the shadow collective bus nonsense. It's just, how do you balance and play them with the pikes being on the board, right? You can't play them how you used to, where you just, uh, here's one, here's the other one, and I'm just going to shoot at that heavy and eye on it. You know, you're going to have to hide them and stuff. But I, I think there's still an opportunity there. I, it's just somebody's got to figure it out, you know? And I'm sure somebody would. It's literally the Wild West of Legion right now. I, I, th- I don't think anything's bad. Everything seems really good. So it's just like yeah. figuring figuring out the, the puzzle and then bringing it and doing well at a tournament. You know, I, I mean, all it takes is one of these tournaments for someone to have kind of an easier road to the top four with a droid list. And we'll be like, ah, oh, droids made it to the top. Droids eight. are fine. Yeah, yeah everything's fine. fine. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, very, and that's what, very true. And that's <laughs> yes. why you kind of have to look at it like an aggregate, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. don't just look at one tournament. Look at like if John multiples. had made it to the top eight, right? Like with with that crazy list he has, like we were like, well, Yoda and Wookiees are still good. Yeah, you know? and there would have been three Republic in the top eight. Right, right, and then we would have been like, oh, Republic's fine. Republic's fine. Yeah. Um, whatever the yeah. hot take is, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this continues to be a thing or not. Um, yeah yeah they are not getting any releases in their future so <laughs> that we know oh, of yeah. that we know of other than ventress right which is like just yeah. sometime next year is that the sometime. next is that really the next one for separatists as far as we know yes uh yeah yep uh uh yeah because the none of the the new bounty hunters play on separatists so yeah that would be it man clone wars factions sad face right i but mean I cody but republic's not getting <laughs> much right yeah like well cody i think i guess we don't know right but they i think cody is probably the same wave as ventress right probably like, in that area yeah uh, i thought ahsoka it was a so well, right then... but when they when they previewed ahsoka and ventress and people were like hey why isn't ahsoka republic they were like don't worry republic is getting a commander in the same wave uh, um yeah. so uh, i i guess that yes. could be someone besides cody i don't know but... right i mean it's interesting uh watching I, i'm gonna start right from the start of this game you can tell every developer what their interest level in star wars was based on the units that they put out you know so you alex was very much a civil war you know extended universe insane trioculus trioculus yeah yeah man and then you know uh uh luke was a was a clone wars you know fanatic and and then it's it seems like these the new devs are very much civil war again and and mando and you know that whole era as well so it's which is you know it's great well that's the media that they're coming out with right now it is yeah it just seems 
it's weird the cycle right of how units get released because is mandalorian still good and still relevant yep new season's coming out sure but really those would have been great like two years ago yeah or a year or a year and a half ago a year ago maybe like you know when at the height uh you know old man boba same thing like you know it's it's interesting how and i i don't know enough about it whether like lucas can't tell them like hey book of boba fett's gonna be a big well you know here's all the stuff coming up and then they start developing and it's still two years out from i you know it's it's just an interesting like yeah, who knows? Quagmire. Um, yeah, it'd be just yeah. speculating, but I love yeah. speculating. I know. I'm turning this into a Krabbix show. Let's well, speculate on everything. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna speculate that I will be playing Empire for the next six months. All right. Oh I uh that's interesting, Kyle. I Empire is is according at least to my record. Empire is my best faction. So, my, your your record with Empire is uh, pretty crazy. Um, I don't even remember. Did I? You, I think you said uh, twenty five and one. I think off like in the chat somewhere. Yes, that's accurate. Tournament record. Yeah, with Empire yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty five and one. Um, that is so funny so when kyle and i first started this kyle was very much a rebels player and i was very much an empire player and and now it's funny because kyle's saying that about empire and i was thinking that same thing about rebels (laughs) like i think i'm gonna be playing rebels for 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 a long time like i've just been having so much fun with rebels I really didn't think I was going to like Cassian K2 and I'm I'm absolutely in oh, love with that. There's so much fun. Yeah. My, my like always ready to go like like a two well, for us it's Tuesday night legion list is my Cassian K2 Sabine list. Cuz oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Not not too many models is fun and also has like a lot of fairly easy to understand mechanics so it's like not a good list for people to learn with as I found out but a good list for people to learn against. Yeah. Because there's not too much, like not too many models. And there's like, it's like, okay, that's a Mandalorian. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's... I, uh, I mean, I've already, I've already signed up for Invader. That's my list. I've already locked it in. Yeah. I've got this thing just about. No, that's good. I, um, being consistent is good. And I'm trying to do that a little more myself. I have locked Empire. Um, the list that I currently have in there is essentially my Iden Boba list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I part of me wants to try Blizzard Force because, um, like, I don't I don't own speeder bikes, but I also have quite enjoyed playing speeders in previous, not specifically yeah. speeder bikes, but just speeders in general. And I feel like I want to I want to see if it fits me or not. Um, but at the same time. I, I also appreciate that there's benefits to just consistency and reps. Um, so I don't know. I, I have a I have a list submitted, which is essentially the same thing that I played for Nova Open, but it might end up being Blizzard Force before uh, yeah. Invader actually starts. I I considered switching it up and you know, because Invader's a nice like 
hey, you don't have to have them like you just said with bikes, right? I don't have the models, so yep. I'm going to try it on Invader and see how I like it and then decide whether or not I want to buy them. Um, but I, I just like want to be better. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, I just, you know, I'm done with Luke Sabine. That's kind of now I've got this Pikes Cassian K2 list, which is something new for me, a style of play that I'm not used to. And um, I'd like to get better at that and just become a more well rounded player, you know. And, and so just consistently playing one list for a while it seems to work for me. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. I'm also probably gonna play Rebels for Invader, because um, I've been playing a lot of Lando Boba, and it has been a hoot. Re Rebel Boba. <laughs> Rebel Boba, and yeah, it is uh, quite the joyride. Can I can I propose? By the way, um, I did not come up with this, and I actually forget who did. So I apologize mm -hmm. that I'm not gonna properly credit for credit you for this. Yes. Um, yes. But the uh the names for empire boba and rebel boba people have been throwing stuff out like old man boba you know old boba which doesn't old boba is confusing because that could yeah, either I... be like og boba or like yeah. like age-wise old boba um and finally someone was like well let's just do empire boba and rebel boba and it's like well you can't make that an acronym or or something like like a nickname you know that's that's two words that's like too many words so then somebody was like, well, what if you just put an R and an E into Boba and you do, you put the R in as Broba, right? Um, put the R in the, the second letter there and then uh, Empire Boba, you put the E on the end and you make it Bobe. So Broba, yeah, I, Broba and Bobe. I'll tell you now, I will not get that in my head. <laughs> so you're, you're playing Broba and Lando. Yeah. Yep. And, and then basically like a DLT dodge spam quest because it turns out that's good yeah that seems pretty good um the <laughs> the fun story that i actually just finished my uh, game today so i'm in the ladder league bracket right now mm -hmm. um and like it started like the bra like the singularly in bracket started on i don't know friday or saturday and snyder who's running it this year was like yeah i think we'll get good people two weeks for rounds i'm now done two rounds of games because i played my first round the first day of the bracket and then my second round opponent had to buy, so then I played him as well. So now I am into the semifinals where I probably won't have an opponent for like a month. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, that's, that is always fun because did, did people like flip and stuff for Elim's lists? Again? So, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some, some people flipped. I, I felt like I was playing enough of a like, like Bova Lando isn't. I mean, it might end up being pretty mainstream. I don't know, but it's it seems like I mean, Lando has been a. I mean, I, I myself did not like Lando at all mm -hmm. um, until this list, and partly it's because like Boba Fett's a bounty hunter. Like, well, he's not does doesn't actually have bounty in Rebels, but Ooh. he ha he has his weapon command cards, so having contingencies is really nice because of that. It's yeah. also nice that. Um, like for the one pips, I carry four one pips. Um, I mean, I don't really use contingencies for the weapon keyword, like the weapon cards, but I have four one pips in my hand, I think, like two in my hand, two in the contingencies, uh -huh. because between those two characters, the one pips are uh, pretty awesome. Um, 
And then also Lando's uh, two pip allows you to get order control on Boba while you also proc independent standby. Mm-hmm. That's so, pretty nice. Yep. So between all that, and then also Lando's gun is pretty good in the right matchups. And also, uh, if you have some DLT, strip some dodges off pikes, and then go pew pew with Lando and kill two to four pikes, depending on which command card you play. Feels yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Those seem pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I played against a Lando Luke up Luke list, which was so good. Like the combination of those two was just like, oh god, you know, you like playing cards and you're just like, yeah, oh my god, all right. Oh, yeah, I feel like Lando kind of disappeared for a little bit, and I'm not really sure why. Um, well, I, I, I don't even really think he ever really got his time. I, yeah. agree. I agree. Like he sort of he came out, and some people tried him, and. I th- I, and I still think he's a little overcosted. Like he's one of five right now. Um, I would like to see him at like a flat hundred or even maybe even slightly under hundred. Yeah, he I shouldn't think. be more than Han. No. Yeah. Um. So and like my list, I feel like I'm missing. I guess this is still on why I'm still a little bit waffling. I might just play a fifty-five B one invasion <laughs> force list. Um, <laughs> but I'm missing. I'm missing a couple of things that I'd really like that I have no other way to get them other than sacrificing a really big thing. Um, so like Lando on, like Lando only has vigilance. Uh, the officer doesn't have portable scanner and Boba has uh, tenacity and up close and personal. I would really like to be able to put recon intel and or environmental gear and or emergency systems, but none of that fits <laughs> unless I sacrifice like a heavy weapon or a sniper or something. So yeah. Now that being said, I am at a lap activation, so I shouldn't complain too much. <laughs> yeah, that's quite an accomplishment still. It's a fair fair amount of beef with eleven activations. So yep. Yeah. So anyway. Random. Random. Because we're talking about all these uh, operative bounty hunter types, right? Just something. Can somebody clarify this? So if I want to play two, like Din and IG-11, let's say, I have to have Underworld Connections, underworld connections now. That's yep. new for Empire. Correct. We used to be able to play Boba and Bosk at the same time without underworld connections but now you that's a requirement in order to play two of the mercenaries that dawned two, on me the two other mercenary two, operatives operatives yeah that's yeah. what i mean sorry sorry two in the operative slot so yeah yep. yeah so there was actually a lot of confusion about this after <laughs> nova open um slightly understandable i guess the documents are not like that easy to find yeah. so probably most people were just going based on what they heard and then at that point it's like became a telephone but like the most popular responses to some of the, uh, you know, which list one Nova were like, th- that list is illegal. Um, it's like, no, it, it's not. <laughs> like, so the mercenary rules are um, one per rank, except you can have two core. Uh, and then Underworld Connections gives you one extra period. It's not stackable. So just like one extra mercenary unit. That's it. Um, on, on a rank. On, on a every, rank. On every rank. No. No. One extra mercenary unit, full stop. That's it. Never mind. This is why it's confusing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, it, 
Right. So you could, if you have underworld connections, you could have two mercenaries in the operative slot, but you could, that doesn't mean that you can have three pikes. You can then only have two pikes. Um, or if you so take you, under, underworld. You need another underworld connection. Mm -hmm. in, no, just no. one across the board. They don't, they don't stack. You can only gain them. I mean, you could take another one and then also give orders from that person, but like the rank increase does not stack with multiple copies of underworld connections. It's, it's not a numbered keyword. It's just a keyword. Okay. Right. So let me ask you this. So does that work with, what about with mall? Because uh, shadow collective mall has allies well, of convenience. So and then if he took underworld connections, it wouldn't stack. No shadow collective doesn't have the same rank restrictions as for mercenaries. Right. Because their entire roster is mercenaries, so yeah. Um, but the but allies of convenience on mall does mean he can order any mercenary. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So like both Gar, I believe, and um, Gar Saxon and Mall have allies of convenience on their card, and the reason that is so that they can order any of the shadow collective units. Yep. Accurate. Yeah it it is actually a little bit confusing. So the. The yeah. easiest way to remember it is one per rank except core, which is two. Underworld Connections gives you exactly one more mercenary unit, period. Multiple copies of Underworld Connections does not do anything extra. So. Except give multiple ways to give orders, but Correct. that's pro yeah. probably not worth it. Right. It doesn't help your rank restrictions at all. Um, so yeah, that's it. Crazy. I don't. I still don't understand it fully, but all right. It just dawned on me because I. I think the whole like uh, Boba Bosk thing, right? I just. I. I think I saw somebody talk about something somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, I can't just put Boba Bosk in my Empire no. list anymore." Oh, good lord! Yeah, I've actually run into this issue because I was trying to build like a Din Boba bikes list, um, and in a list like that, you want improvised orders. Uh, but you know, in that list, you, you still need a commander. So that commander has probably is going to be a generic officer. They only have one command slot. You have to take underworld connections in that slot. If you want to take Din and Boba together. And then if you want, that means if you want to improvise orders, you got to take another commander, <laughs> um, which starts, you know, eating up slots that you'd rather be using for things like snipers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so the beauty of like the Aiden list is Aiden is a commander. So you can take her to fulfill your, um, you know, your, your minimum one empire commander requirement. She functions basically like an operative. And then, uh, you know, you can just not take any more commanders. So you can take like a, a, a Pike Kappa or something um, as your, as your generic quote unquote commander. And you don't have to take Ruth, Ruth commander, Ruthless commander. Um, so yeah no it's uh i mean to be fair though um because bosk had a five point points cut right i think it was like 10 oh well great um, <laughs> so like, right wasn't wasn't he 115 i think he was yeah but my point stands in that your whatever you were doing double bounty before sort of slots aside your points are the same or less so oh yeah, right but yeah. the, the bigger issue is the slots that i've been finding <laughs> is the command slots yeah um especially with improv i've been loving improvised orders um and if you're running 
I mean, really any list with mercenaries in it, it's a good, it's good because it, it makes independent better, better. Um, but also I, the uh, improvised orders really come back in full yep, force <laughs> for sure. It used to be a super popular upgrade. Um, back in the days of like, uh, you know, Leia, Luke, or even like Bosk lists, you know, just to throw your important orders back early in the turn. And it's, um, it's definitely coming back now with mercenaries because it, it lets you run those types of lists. But if you're running like bikes on top of yeah. bounty hunters, then it seems extra necessary because bikes are also timing sensitive. So yeah, I haven't found a good like double bounty bikes list yeah. that I actually feel is decent because of that command slot uh, issue. The uh, What feels really bad is playing a bunch of improvised orders and then going back to not having it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah you pull a token and you're like wait wait uh, I, I have to i have to activate this unit <laughs> yep 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 all right yeah. one more real quick okay. another one that struck me recently danger sense and uh pierce that's it that's interesting as well yeah you can actually roll your way out of pierce potentially with danger sense yep yep um Potentially, potentially, potentially. Yeah, it's Not a slot, it's a slot machine. Yeah, I have I have noticed just running pikes like <laughs> it's one of those things. It is yes a slot machine, but pikes are one of those units that already has so much defensive tech. Yeah, yeah. That once that you actually make them roll saves, you feel like um, it's kind of the same thing with like old school tauntauns, right? Where you know, with all their dodges and their relatively yeah. high health per unit, back in the in the heyday of Tauntauns, you would actually make them roll saves, and your in your head you'd be like, "All right, I just made them roll three saves. They should take three wounds." And then they actually roll their saves, and they're like, "There's paint on those dice." <laughs> and then they only take like two wounds, or if they get lucky, like one wound. And you're like, "But I worked so hard for that." Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing is true of pikes. Like you actually make pikes roll saves, and you're like, "All right, they're white save units. You know, I'm gonna make them roll three saves." um like i'm gonna i'm gonna kill half the unit this will be great and then but they already have two suppression because you had to shoot them twice to strip their dodges and he's like all right uh five for three and then he rolls like you know two saves on those five dice which is pretty average he's like all right you kill one guy you're like oh yep okay (laughs) the uh at our uh tuesday night we had i had a fun sort of call a bunch of people over because we had to do some dice math because I had Sabine who has impervious uh-huh. and she had Cassian's card to give her danger sense one. Yep. And then the person had, I don't know, Pierce one or two. Uh-huh. So it was a like, okay, we're going to do proper dice math here. I mean, it, it wasn't that hard to figure out, but for sort of a teaching moment, it was a like, okay, so many dice we roll. And then, blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. Um, but I mean, dangerous with danger sense one on CB. Oh, that's, that's super good. Yeah. 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 It's, it was just like, I don't know. I like when I'm, I, you know, I was playing, playing Pikes for the first time at Nova mm-hmm. and just like learning as I'm going and talking things through with my opponents. And, and it's just like, dear God, like they legitimately have like everything. They're good, yeah. The, the, the one thing about Danger Sense 2 is it's a little bit harder, or not Danger Sense 2, but Danger Sense as well. Um, it's harder to like quickly do the math 
in your head. You kind of mm-hmm. have to talk. You kind of have to talk it through, whether like verbally or mentally, because you have to be like, "I'm saving for three with five days." Whereas like impervious, you can just count blanks. You just count the blanks, yeah. Yeah. Um, so danger sense, you actually have to like do some proper procedures to like get it all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right back. Is someone trying to break into Jay's house or something? That was kind of random. He's he's a looking somewhere. <laughs> um well if he doesn't if he doesn't come back should we like call the police or something <laughs> i mean if if we start hearing like noises noises of, yeah yeah gunshots <laughs> um yikes yeah no i'm i'm being overly dramatic um jay's just never got up and walked off the screen before in the middle of the podcast this is this is a first he- he like he like I thought he was frozen at first second. Oh, yeah. he's back. Oh my god. You're right there? My house is like a Looney Tunes commercial. My Peppy Le Pew cat was trying to go after a skunk outside. Like what? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even mentally. I was like looking at the camera. This is how we got the Fox News. I'm like looking at the cameras. My cat's like, ha, ha, ha. and I'm like, okay, he looks happy. And then I see another animal. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I'm like, is that another cat? And it looks happy. And they're like dancing. And then I saw it like turn around and like start running at the cat. And then the cat backed off. And then I saw this really bushy tail. And I'm like, oh, this can't be good. Yeah, it was a skunk. My cat. It was Did anyone get, did any, uh, no, anyone no get sprayed? Smell. No okay. smell. Thank God. I chased, I like went, ah! to the skunk and it ran but oh my (laughs) good lord so if you've stayed this long for the podcast there you go happy the pew cat over here god i feel like maybe this is a good note to end (laughs) oh good lord sorry about that no, that's all right. I just we were uh, we were doom and glooming over here because you've never just got up and like walked off the screen before. Um, you know, we're like, what did what did Jay see? Uh, Someone trying to break in his window or something? I like, saw the like reverse papula pew going on yeah. in my driveway. For those of you who are young, he was a skunk that used to chase after a cat because the cat was black and white. That's all it took. Yeah, he was he was a very romantic skunk. Yeah, yeah. well, romantic. That's yeah, yeah. You know, fifties, fifties romantic, fifties romantic, romantic in a yeah, fifties kind of way. In a very in a very pushy, in a very madman kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Listen, let me remember my childhood the way I remember. Okay, Tim, (laughs) don't ruin that for me. Hey, Looney Looney Tunes uh, raised me so too because we yeah. had we had the discs. And it was fun. So I go. have a boy cat, and I'm just assume I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that was a girl skunk. And there you we go. Were, yeah, we we're just yeah. roll reversal. I mean, I mean, it's 2022. Who knows? Yeah, you know, it's. I listen. <laughs> you're right. I shouldn't have stopped their love. I should have just let it. Whatever nature wanted to happen in that instance happened. Be given uh, a yes. given a cat tomato juice bath. But I love that my instinct is to just run towards that stuff. By the way, whether it's a fox or a skunk or anything really like not ideal, I'm just like I'm gonna go right at this and see what happens. I think I'd rather tangle with the fox. 
personally than the yeah. skunk. Yeah, I was all I could think about was like, God, I hope we have enough. Good thing Rachel just made all that tomato sauce from the garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. How how about we end this thing? Sorry, you guys got oh, any final? Ready. No, it's you're good. Um, you guys got any final thoughts related to anything? Skunks um, Legion. Pikes are really good, and CIS is still good. You just gotta find your way through it remember yep. to ready up for invader ready up yeah there's a there's a little jay did it last week with the demonstrative mm-hmm. but there's a little mm-hmm. checkbox in your profile if you don't ready up you will be automatically assigned to the wait list you yep. will be sad and you will be sad so and then you will text mike the next day going when and he will have a fun day yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine how many dms he gets like the day after of people just blowing him up asking to what why why they didn't get assigned a group in invader it's i'm like, sure so many yeah yep uh, all right well godspeed mike cerillo um he's actually so he's actually gonna be on next week oh for those right. that don't know um he will be our special guest next I week know. to talk about invader so that's yeah. it's, it's in the discord it's in the discord jay so you can ask about his dms then there, there you go yeah we can ask him how many dms he got yeah um about people asking <laughs> um all right well we're the notorious scoundrels i'm kyle i'm jay i'm timbo stay fresh cheese bags this has been a fifth trooper production